You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. having fun yet <laughs> welcome into the Packers total access post game show what an amazing win by the Green Bay Packers at home home opener against the Saints they come out victorious 18 to 17 and I'm going to tell you something Tim 17 to nothing at halftime the Saints led and Jordan yeah. Love I'm going to say it Jordan Love looked like cheeks and then he comes out in the second half specifically the fourth quarter and says you know what guys just Get right here on my back. Let's roll. That read option, I'm surprised I have a voice. And my dogs were looking at me like, what in the world is wrong with you? <laughs> Tim, initial thoughts, man. How you feeling? Dude? I know Jacob will join us here in a minute. We'll probably have all kinds of guests hop in here. But how we feeling? I'm ecstatic. This team just I, uh, just established its identity, man. They just – this this is what's so great. Like you said, we were talking offline. This is what's so great about having a young team. And my wife called it, man. She said, Jordan loves going to take this into the end zone. She, she saw it happen in a couple snaps before. And I was, I was kind of waiting for it too. And what a perfect, finally a perfect play and a perfect time to call that play down in distance situation. And then the, the zero hesitation for LaFleur to play the metrics and go for two is yeah. just this, this is why we won this game today. It really is at the at the end. Of- yeah, no doubt about it, man. And you know the other thing too on that read option, what you're doing is you're isolate. You guys heard me talk about it all offseason. Like I think we're going to see some read option from Jordan Love. You're what you're doing is isolating the uh, the option defender. The some people call it the force defender. Um, basically, the defender that's reading the read option. Right, he's going to choose stay with the QB or go with the running back. For whatever reason, they didn't have the hat count. And I got to go back and watch the tape. I don't like to say this stuff, you know, right off the bat without watching the tape. But they did not have the hat count initially, right? Um, and Jordan makes a guy miss, too, if I remember correctly. It's all one big fog at this point. But Mike Hebring in the chat uh, says, sign love to that long-term deal. He is him. Love it. Appreciate yep. the super chat, Mike. Thank you, buddy. And we got Joyce. With the uh, the super chat says yes. That's all we need. Just yes. <laughs> that's it, guys. We're gonna wrap the show up right there. <laughs> Jacob, how you feeling, my man? Bro, I'm uh, oof. I'm really glad that I stuck it out. If you guys don't know, I live on the border of Wisconsin, Minnesota, so my freaking team gets blacked out. Even though I pay Wisconsin taxes, I don't want to get into that again. But so I had to go <laughs> down the road to the Buffalo Wild Wings. And I don't know about you guys. I absolutely shout out, shout out Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, 
I absolutely hate watching games in bars just because like, you can't hear anything. You know, everybody's screaming. There's and I had the stereotypical fans around me, both from both sides. I had Vikings fans just talking all sorts of you know what. But then I also had a bunch of Packer fans right off the bat talking about Joe Barry sucks. Look at how far off the ball they are. Uh, these yeah. guys don't know how to run the ball. Jordan Love isn't that guy. Jordan Love, blah, 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 blah. Um, it was just really – and half of those people left the bar, you know, left the, the viewing area, went home. And then by the time that they probably got home is when the Packers started playing ball, when we started selling and when Jordan Reed – or when I mean, it, when Jaden Reed started actually catching some of those balls. I mean, we can get into stuff that didn't go well, and I, I'm definitely going to have a little bit to say about him. But, I mean, you can't argue when it came down to it, man, that the team showed up, they stepped up, they they found a little adversity, and I couldn't be more happy again. Unsung hero to me of the game, Anders Carlson. He made every extra point. He made the last second kicks. He made the stuff that we needed for him to keep us in that game. And the guy has shown literally no signs of him going so bad. He was so bad. You guys remember how bad he was in the preseason and in the offseason? I mean, we were all sitting here talking about how we got to you know, we were going to pull the, the the emergency, you know, parachute because I'm just excited, dude. And to see it, the, it was about probably about 70% of the restaurant was all Packer fans. To see when we actually won, when that kick went right, right, man, people went freaking nuts. People were hugging everybody. It was it was great, dude. I just, I missed that. It was good. I was standing by my TV in the garage screaming, <laughs> block it, shank it, block it, shank it, block it, shank it. Yeah. And then he it. shanked it. It's so nice to be on the other side of that. You know what I'm saying? Like a special teams play losing the game. But uh, I want to say this, like, like Mark pointed out in the chat, for those of you listening on the pod, the super chat that Joyce just gave us was $18.17. So Packers 18 Saints 17, pretty, uh, pretty cool. I see what you did there. I like that. Yeah. I would love, I would love to go to the press conferences live. The only problem is to the best of my knowledge, I can only crank it so high. So you guys probably won't be able to hear it. If you guys want me to try that, we can, or we could just roll with the chat and just kind of go through the statistics and talk about the game flow, all that stuff. Um, I just hate that the Packers media team are afraid to turn it up. But anyway, um, so obviously it was just like last week, gang, the tell of two halves, right? This time it went in our favor in the second half. Um, obviously the middle eight, we lose the middle eight, three to nothing. Um, I think we lost the turnover differential too, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double check that. But uh, that second half, man, you could tell they came out. And and listen, I don't, I don't want Jordan Love to have to pass 44 times a game. His completion percentage is only 50%. So let's – Let's please don't sit here and convince ourselves that Jordan Love had an, a great game. He didn't by no stretch of the imagination. But what you're seeing is kind of this expanded version of what we talked about, both in the preseason, um, you know, and, and really it's kind of that thing where when the game's on the line, when it's a crunch situation, he seems to just be more comfortable than he is throughout the rest of the game. Last week in that fourth quarter, I was going, man, was that just – was that a fairy tale? Did I convince myself that was Jordan Love in this young career? Today, you've seen it. He wanted the ball, and uh, he just took over, man. Romeo Dobbs, they just kept going to him, kept going to him, finally got him to throw a flag eventually. Jaden Reed. Holy cow, yes. Jaden Reed, great job. Luke Musgrave had a good day. Uh, Luke Musgrave, quietly, guys, eight targets, had six catches for 49 yards. Like, that's that's a decent day for a tied in in Green Bay, no doubt. But Romeo Dobbs finishes the day with five catches, 73 yards. Again, 12 targets. They were forcing it to him. We haven't played a complete game yet, and we should be 3-0. and 
Now, let me give a negative real quick. And again, Joyce, thank you so much for the super chat. Mike, thank you for the super chat. We appreciate you all so much. Um, let me give a negative. We left nine points on the on the field by not yeah. kicking field goals. So take put that in the, put that in perspective. We should have won this game by ten points. Yeah, I know if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. I got you. But that those things matter. And if somebody said, "Well, are you are you sure you would have hit them all?" I, I would he have hit two or three, right? There, Mister Negative Nancy. <laughs> would he hit one of three? Because if you hit one of three, then you know we would. It, you understand what I'm saying? Like it that drives me insane. And in the past, it's just been constantly, well, that's just Aaron forcing LaFleur to go for it. I thought that was the case, too. I believed it. And it's obvious that it's Matt LaFleur. But outside of that, man, this team, they stuck together. They stuck together big time. Through the penalties, there's a lot of reasons why they shouldn't have won this game. Um, turnovers, yeah. We lost a turnover battle. Yep. We lost a turnover battle one to nothing, and we lost a middleweight three to nothing. That's two weeks in a row that a 93% probability statistic has went against the grain, and it was during a Packer game. That's just blows my freaking mind. Did but, you guys notice? Am I crazy? Because I hate being the guy that's, you know, oh, the refs, the refs. But I could not understand what kind of game they were calling because it seemed like that they would call a pass interference, and it's like that was kind of minimal contact. And then it'd be like the next play, guy doesn't turn his head around, draped over him, pulling Tay Wicks's jersey literally across his body, and they're like, yeah, let him play. And then the same thing with holding. It seemed like they were very nitpicky on certain calls, and then other calls you'd see guys getting tackled basically in the in the backfield, and you're like, "Well, what are they? What, what are they trying to?" I just yeah. couldn't see. You know, usually. Got... Go ahead, Tim. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say we got the B team all around. We got the B team with Fox coverage today. We got the B team with uh, the official uh, officiating crew. You know, uh, it was not consistent. I was like, it's, I was asking myself, was there a rule change I was unaware of? I, I thought the defender has to at least play the ball, track the ball, turn your head around, exactly. look for the ball. And and then you're hearing Fox analysts saying, you know, oh, he played it perfectly. He didn't even touch him. And yeah. it's like, well, if you call pinning Time his out, left man. arm Time down. You know who said it? Jonathan Vilma, former Saint. Go ahead. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's shocking. <hilarious>. It's shocking. <laughs> But then we're watching the replay and it's like, wow. And then to Romeo's credit, he almost got up there and got it anyway. Yes. You know? And it's like, I, I'm going to hear here. Why I mentioned Romeo real quick. Cause I'm so excited. It dawned on me today. We were talking about like who comparisons, you know, like who's Romeo is, is he kind of like a Greg Jennings? Uh, what type of type of receiver is he? That dude is sterling sharp. And I don't say that lightly. <laughs> I, I mean, complete package as a wide receiver in my opinion all around the board and absolutely clutch so but yeah it, it was nice to finally get some flags i mean we went through 50 percent of that game where there was like it was everything was on us and yeah. it was a lot of stupid mistakes we can't we can't overshadow that like obviously the these guys made some some rookie mistakes out there today for most of those penalties. But I agree the PI, there were a lot of non flagged PIs and then, and then uh, holds and some, some things that were flagged that were kind of questionable. So I, I'm with you on that, Jacob. Yeah, no doubt. And you know, what's crazy. It was this week, this very week, September 20th, 1992, that Brett Favre had his come from behind victory. Um, filling in for an injured Don Mikowski. Think about that, man. Cincinnati game, I think. What's that? So wasn't that the Cincinnati game, the one where he comes in for – Yeah, 
Yes, okay. that's what I said. Packers versus Cincinnati Lambeau Field. I believe it was the home opener that year. And, uh, yeah, it was a 1 o'clock game. And, like I said, it was played on September 20th. Obviously, today is the 24th, so it would have been the same week. And I'm trying to get some statistics pulled up here because I just want to see. I want to see what the box score looked like, if I can here. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Favre was 22 of 39 for 289 and two touchdowns. So a little bit different stat line. But I was just looking at that going, holy cow, man. Holy cow. Let's go to the phones real quick. We got Dakota in Tennessee. Dakota, what is up, my man? Dude, uh, my spirits. I'm going to go with that answer right there. <laughs> what? Uh, who are you giving the game ball to, Dakota? Oh, my gosh. Um, so, I, Dubs, that's what I'm going to do. I know his name's Dobbs, but still, that guy. He he reached out and he cheated. I don't know what it was. I don't know what series of up, down, up, down, left, right, whatever they did. The Konami code. That man reached out and plucked that ball out of the air. I don't even remember who was uh, guarding him, but, man, that was ridiculous. Yeah. No, it was uh... – it's a heck of a heck, heck of a game, man. No doubt. We're getting a little bit of an echo on your end there, uh, Dakota. But it's all good. Um, what else you got, man? What do you uh, like? You said Dobbs. You got him as your player of the game. What do you think the difference was, man? Uh, you mean the difference in the game? Like what? what how did how did the Packers come back and win this game? Man, I I just don't. They're, they're young and they don't lose heart, right? So. I just think they, they kept at it, and eventually something hit. You know, the second uh, the drive started going, they didn't make that penalty that usually killed the drive, and it just it raised their spirits, and they just kept it going. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. You know, Tim, it's kind of what we talked about, right? You kind of feel like we're going to get that this year with this young team. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that's anything um, at all that uh, – is shocking. We knew we were going to see procedural penalties, false starts, a lot of things, um, miscommunications, those kind of things. But uh, to Dakota's point, what what you really wanted to see is what we did see, which was this team not quit despite injuries. We lost multiple guys today, yeah. you know, and and you know, and so did the Saints. The Saints had had issues too, and and hopefully Derek Carr is is okay. You know that that shoulder, Rashawn gave him the uh, the power slam there at the end of the sack. You know we 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 hope guys are healthy, but every team faces the the injury bug, and I just think it was great to see we had guys dropping left and right during this game at times, and everyone banded together and uh, got it done in the trenches when we needed it. So it showed us who who this team is. They they are you know never out of it. You know, if you needed a reason to believe in this young team, we we got a couple of them today, despite the several negatives and learning moments that we have from this game. At the end of the day, the most important statistic is the one that we got, which is the dub. Yeah, no doubt. Goose in the chat said, let's give them something to talk about. Let's talk <laughs> about love. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, the Lions did win, like uh, Carly Ray was saying in the chat. The Lions did come away victorious. So we're still, is to the best of my knowledge, in first place in the NFC North. And, of course, coming up this week, short week, I think it's Thursday night, right, Jacob? Is it a Thursday night game? Yeah, and if you guys remember, um, or I shouldn't say remember, I think if you keep in mind, I believe that's got to be the reason. I would bet good money that all four of those guys today, with Jair, Watson, 
Jones and Bach. I bet that all four of them play on that Thursday night game. And that, I mean, think about how impactful this win is, not just because of the come from behind, the overcoming the adversity, the fact that we played, like Clayton was talking about, two different halves. Um, it's just the fact that we did this in a game that the coach, I don't want to say that the coaches kind of said, eh, if we lose this one, we lose this one. But you know that they were looking ahead to the Lions, the divisional matchup, and saying this is that game's more important. If you have to, if we have to make a call right now on the health of our our superstars, we want them to play in a little bit. You know, maybe give the guys just a few more days to heal up. But whatever their uh, rationale and their reasoning was, it's just it's a massive win for so many reasons. The come like the come behind victory, the the bonding. You could see like you talked about Clayton when Jordan ran in that. I don't remember if it was the the fourth down player that's uh, the two point conversion, but yeah, he evaded pressure. He should have been sacked or behind tackle for a loss. He did a little uh, pull the ball over the guy as he dives in, and you can see that he just he does have that that kind of killer mentality that when the game's on the line, he wants the ball, and then once he succeeds or once he has a good play, you can see his mentality and his whole vibe kind of go into that like again like the laser eyes, like the meme. He just gets honed in, and he's like, "Let's go!" And he he seems like the game and the moment is never too big for him. And I'm just. I'm I'm super excited. So the same guys, the same freaking guys that were sitting next to me talking about, oh, Aaron Rodgers would have made that pass, and oh, <laughs> up and look at the end of the game, they're literally screaming, oh my gosh, look at the run, yeah, he's a good kid, he's got a good, and I'm like, yeah, love this kid, always believed in him. I, I want to open up, I want to open up a sports bar called Casuals, <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it'll be ninety percent Bears fans, Dakota. <laughs> Um, what else you got for us, buddy? Any anything else you want to hit on before we let you go? Yeah, I just got a couple things. The one thing I'm really <laughs> curious about: Did y'all see that last? Uh, I know you did, but uh, that last uh, extra point that uh, Anders kicked. Um, somebody took their towel. I swear, somebody took their towel, threw it up, and tried to intercept that kick midair. And I don't know, like it. I want to look at it again. <laughs> I just saw that towel flew much higher. Do what? I said, is that legal? That's what I was wondering. I'm very that cannot curious. possibly be legal. No. No. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> Not at all. But uh, no, I'll, I'll leave you on this. Um, I, this might have been the, the perfect outcome uh, for this game. I mean, we had almost none of our starters <laughs> on uh, offense, and of course, our our. Uh, starting cornerback, though he has had struggles this year, but still, it's it's good to have him. Um, we haven't had, we didn't have any of them, so a bunch of our depth got uh, a lot more playing time. They got more experience. Uh, they made a whole bunch of mistakes, but still squeaked out with the win. Uh, I mean, even coaching made mistakes. Um, I'm specifically talking about offensive coaching, but even coaching made mistakes that they won in spite of. And I'm just hoping that not only did we get this win but we also learn a lot from it and we can see that uh, those lessons being implemented from here on out. Now, nah, very well nah, said, man, for sure. We appreciate you appreciate calling you in Dakota. Call you, are the man, you are the man. Buddy. Absolutely. Y'all. We will talk to y'all later. No, nah, have a good night, man. Good night. All right. That was Dakota in Tennessee. And we got lucky in the chat it says, how many pass plays did love finally get? LaFleur's run game is on life support. Go pack. Go. Um, yeah. So about that. Jordan Love was the leading rusher today. Nine carries for 39 yards, averaged 4.3 a pop with one touchdown. Probably the most important running play um, of the of this young season so far. Uh, A.J. Dillon, 11 carries, 33 yards. Guys, it was all in my notes in the first half. Just, I mean, 
you're trying to get too cute in the running game. It's it's exactly what Mike Wall was talking about. And I don't mean to be negative. Like we, we got to talk about the good, we got to talk about the bad, right? The reason we were down in the first half, first of all, you're choosing to not kick the field goals. The running game, when they run a, a pistol strong toss, it's like you understand the defense is playing the strong side, right? Like they're they're kind of keying in on the strong side. And I'm not suggesting they should run a weak uh, a weak toss. I'm just I'm simply saying like you're you're literally tossing the ball horizontally on the strong side of the defense. And Josiah DeGuara is the lead blocker who has been grading out in the 40s. Like it's just you're trying to do too freaking much. Did you see them run between the tackles, Tim? Every time they yeah. ran between the tackles, it seemed like you were getting anywhere from four to eight yards, right? Yeah. And then you would try this little, you know, the Emmanuel Wilson throwback on fourth down. Say, you you need two yards. And we literally yeah. run the ball, toss the ball right, sprint it over eight yards, then throw it all the way back across the field. There's just – I understand it was, a, it was a good call, and if they had executed it, it would be a first down. But it's like there are so many things that can go wrong on that play. I would have rather have seen it. that play like to start a drive or something. Yeah, exactly. Know? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that was that was frustrating. But again, in the end, um, I'm eager to hear what uh Matt LaFleur um has to say. And and like I said, we probably won't go to it live, but um, because you guys won't be able to hear it, it'll just be dead, dead air. But uh yeah, I'm I'm eager to hear like if, if we clean that stuff up and get away from the pin and pull and the toss plays and the all that junk. And just run between the freaking tackles, especially when it's AJ Dillon. Like if it's Aaron Jones, I get it. I get it. He, he can make right. magic happen on the edge. Um, but yeah, uh, Garrett Stritzel with the super chat. Thank you so much, buddy. We appreciate you supporting the stream. We got Mike Hebring again. Said Zach Tom went out late with a knee injury. Have you guys heard that? Anybody heard that? Oh no, Carrington Valentine though. Bicep. Valentine bicep, whatever that is. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I haven't heard about Elton Jenkins yet. We'll see if we can come through and get you guys an answer for that. For can sure. I? Uh, can I disagree with you real quick? Yeah, go ahead, man. I didn't mind that. Usually I hate when they get too cute, but on that specific one where they did the um, the toss over to Wilson and then he threw it back, that play fell completely apart and still should have been a touchdown. Do you know what I'm saying? If Love even still – I don't know how he overthrew that ball as he's sliding. <laughs> you know, people, that's, that's a guaranteed underthrow because you just don't have the, the torso power to actually put any torque on the ball. I couldn't yeah. believe that he had time. Again, he should have freaked out, but he didn't. He still had the time to like look down, grab the ball, was able to look up, realize, hey, I still got a guy streaking down the sidelines who's wide freaking open. So then he's, he's yeah, throwing, you know. I, I just, it, if everything goes perfectly, we're saying that was one of the most pretty play calls I've ever seen. It's an ESPN, dun -dun 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 -dun, and they're talking about how Jordan Love is, you know, still perfect, blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying, I, I thought that the, uh, I thought the play was, cool and would have worked should have worked almost did work even though it completely it looked like like you know what on ice skates out there i don't know it was bad yeah i don't know I, man I, if we had lost that game that's the that's probably the play i'm pointing to and going what the heck were we thinking why that's kind of the mike yeah. walls point right like exactly. you're asking it's not just the offensive line you're asking the you're asking a rookie running back to throw a pass back to your court like and <laughs> you're wondering we're all wondering why that pass was underthrown. now yeah we can argue if the pass to jordan was right on the money and that play is all about timing like we know jacob's absolutely right that's 100 percent a touchdown 
more than likely, you know, but it's like, what are we asking our guys to do? We need to play. We need to simplify a bit and just play hard. And I think that's what we kind of did when we went hurry up towards the end of the game. The minute we went hurry up or we went tempo, everything started to change for us. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't wait to rewatch it, but that's my gut reaction. I remember feeling that way just, you know, about an hour ago. Right. So it's, did you notice too, that up until uh, basically into that fourth quarter, I kept seeing red on the time clock. We're snapping the ball with three seconds, two seconds, one second left. And I'm like, I thought we were getting away from this. I thought the whole point of that, like, we all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, I'm Nate Thurston, and I'm supposed to write a 30-second ad that tells you everything you need to know about my podcast, Good Morning Liberty, which I co-host with Charlie, my best friend of 20 years. That's a tough feat to accomplish, but let's give it a shot. At Good Morning Liberty, we cover the news every day from an individual liberty perspective. We believe that you own yourself, and a tyrannical, overreaching government is the biggest threat to your liberty. If you agree, you can find a new episode every day of the week on your podcast app or by going to BernieLies.com in your browser. Have you ever experienced turbulence on a flight and wondered why? And you can see all the terrain around you. Uh, You've got no issue with visibility or anything? No, everything's peachy. Maybe you've sat on the tarmac for hours wondering why your plane isn't moving. Well, we're outside here. They're saying the ramp is closed. They won't let us park because of uh, Air Force One. Listen in on the conversations between pilots and air traffic controllers on the Air Traffic Out of Control podcast. Cybersecurity declaring an emergency. There's smoke in the cabin. I need to make a landing right now on 31 left. We have the most interesting, wild, and funny ATC recordings you will ever hear. Check out Air Traffic Out of Control wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I've been screaming it for the last 12 months. This is LaFleur's offense. Like there's, and the reason I know that's because when I watch McVay, it's right down the same vein. Like this, this is LaFleur's offense. Nothing has changed. If if anything, I I would venture to say if you went and looked at the numbers, there's less motion this year so far than there has been. It's just like Mike Wall was talking about, the majority of the motion is on inside run plays, and that screws everything up for the offensive line. It just it's not that it screws it up, it just makes things more difficult, right? And, uh, again, I don't want to sit here and, and complain about a win. I mean, it was just an unbelievable win, comeback win. Jordan Love showing that in crunch time he can make things happen. And, uh, again, those, these young receivers stepping up, which is absolutely phenomenal. But, yeah, this is this is LaFleur's offense. You know, it, it's, it's like the fourth down. Guys, last year people were saying it was Aaron Rodgers 
was the reason they were going for it on fourth down. Yeah, I'm sure you guys remember, right? It was, why don't they kick a field goal? He's he's overriding Aaron because Aaron made the comments, whatever, in the offseason that they chose to kick a field goal rather than, you know, go for it or what have you. And and I bought in, too. Our, our, I think we're all convinced now, right, that LaFleur is the one who wants to go for it on fourth down. We I think we're all on the same page now. But that stuff, that's what bothered me more than anything, was leaving those nine points on the field or six points or even three points. Is like, we know this is a young team. We know they're going to be in a lot of close games. Take the points. But, again, I'm I'm kind of a boring football fan when it comes to that. Let's go to the phones. we got Emilio in Tennessee. Emilio, how you feeling, man? I'm good, fellas. So, just to hop, Clayton, yes to, yes to Matt LaFleur wanting to go for it. You know, I think he's trying to set a tone uh, with the team. Um, but, they, uh, man, when it doesn't work out, we kick him for it. Mm-hmm. Second to Tim, yes, the, it did seem that, like, when they were on their toes, when we were pushing the uh, the fast-paced offense down the, down the field, they uh, they were struggling with it. Um, and to back up Jacob's point, I was at a, a Wild Wings because they stopped. They the <laughs> Atlanta game went up into uh, went up into Knoxville, so it so it it clouded me out. So we had to go to a game, and there was a few fans there, and two or three you know older couples left by the third, and then you know fourth we just started turning it on, and. Uh, they found out it was my birthday and they started sending me double daddy sodas and I was, oh, no. <laughs> and so I, uh, we, it, it ended up being good. You know, we, we had a good time at the end there, but we started high-fiving and everything. And, uh, like the one dude was saying, he said, man, I, I thought, you know, LaFleur was kicking himself for going for that too, but it ended up being the, it ended up being the deal breaker for us yeah. breaking, breaking that eighteen seventeen. And I was like, it's exactly right. You know? We we kick them for going for fourth down all the time and wanting to be aggressive, but sometimes that pays off. But like you're like you were saying, if you're so aggressive that we're not taking nine points when we when we could have it, that's that's more of an issue, um, you know. So it's just finding that balance. And I think he was trying to just make a statement, being it at home and being it Love's first game, that he wanted the win for the team and Love just as bad as you know everyone else did. So, yeah. um, you know, it was it was tough, but I'm excited. Very well said. Did you guys see Jordan Love run back? Like when he scored the touchdown, everybody's expecting a Lambo leap. And he, he, I don't know if he weighed the kicker off or what, but he's going back and he's like telling everybody, get off the freaking field. Yep. Get off the field. We're doing all business. Yeah. I love it, dude. Love it. Okay. And then, of course, when they take the field after they get that final turnover, right? And they're going to kneel on it. Did you see him pumping the crowd up? Yep. Oh, my God, dude. How can you not be? How can you not be just goosebumps right there, you know? Yeah. Absolutely, man. Eric Sutherland in the chat says, accuracy is an issue, but, man, the kid handles pressure like a champ. Unfazed. Completely agree, man. Hey, you, that's one That's one pelt on the wall, right? That's one notch in the belt there. Um, absolutely love we, it. We did see a couple of throws that looked like they were terrible, but it was receivers cutting routes or not finishing them also. So not, not to defend too much, but right. there were some errant throws, but I, I did see a lot of uh, – just busted routes too today. I saw right. more than two, Tim. I thought we saw more of uh, perfect thrown balls with absolutely perfectly timed defense. Where at the last second they just ripped it out, and it was just a good play. I mean, yeah. look at that pass to uh, to Reed. And I know people are giving him crap about you know have a few. He did have a few bad drops, but that touchdown. I mean, he, he, there's not much more he could have done with that. I mean, that was just a great ball, a great catch, and the guy played it well and ripped it out at the last second. But like, yeah, definitely, it was good. And- and to Jacob's point, even the even the pick that he threw to Dobbs, if that if that bump didn't happen ten yards down the field, you know, into the defender, he would have had that timed up pretty pretty much spot on. 
yeah, it would have been contested with the safety coming across, but it, it was still would have lined up time-wise with, with Dobbs catching that. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Cheesehead Murph said that INT looked like it was out of frustration. Completely agree. And also, I, you know, another if you go back and watch that, and again, I don't like to say this stuff without watching the tape, but to me it looked like 15 yards into the route, Dobbs gets smacked. And it's like, right. that, my friends, is called illegal contact. Where's the flag? And that yep. caused him to come up short. And you've seen Jordan even ask him for it. But never never like to mention calls, you know, in a game and, and determining the outcome. Yeah. But it, it was a little bit frustrating seeing all those penalties because, again, uh, the majority of them were called on the Packers. Uh, what else you got for us? Remember, though, with, with young players, though, right, they're not established yet, and they don't really have – you know, you get veteran players that these officials have, you know, presided over several games of their career. You know, guy, we know that. That's no secret, right? So right. Certain guys get calls, you know, get benefit of the doubt. Well, when you've got a bunch of first-year and second-year guys that are still establishing themselves – I think that's kind of what we saw today, or it's just plain old bad officiating and it was inconsistent, you know? Yeah. Um, Mark in the chat says uh, two missed passes to 88 were touchdown potential. What's crazy is those were the only two targets that he didn't catch too. Like think about that. Luke Musgrave, I'm telling you, he's going to be a problem. He gets his feet underneath him. It's it's uh, it's going to be game on. And you could hear you could hear the the announcers bragging on him a lot, right? As Kansas Kansas City just went up seven to nothing. Let's see if they hit the extra point. They're up so he might have missed it. Now you got it seven nothing over the uh, Chicago Bears. So that's good news there. Let's beat up on those Bears while we're live here. Um, Emilio, you got anything else for us, buddy? Um, I missed the scene to Musgrave. I was listening to the radio on the drive to uh, to the to the place, but. Um, Besides that, I, I was happy with Rashawn. What three sack, uh, three sack day? I mean, yeah. he we, we needed it. You know, we needed one of the uh, the elites on our team to step up. Ja was out. I mean, we hit. We somebody had to had to come through and help. You know, we didn't get the turnovers we needed, but we got you know the defense that we needed, which was all we could ask for in that moment. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Rashawn Gary had three sacks and four quarterback hits. I believe so. <laughs> he looked okay. as close to 100% as we've seen him in recent recent memory. So, right. And you've seen a little bit of Lucas Van Ness today, too, which says you, it tells you he's he's healthy, right? So um, nothing to worry about with that elbow, it doesn't sound like. Preston Smith, I think he had a decent game. Uh, this okay. defense, can we get some freaking love for Joe Barry? Mm-hmm. Held, this, held this offense to 10 points. 10 points. Yep. And and then you know everybody was like, oh, this is when they collapse. This is when they collapse. Right at the end of the game, what do they do? They stood tall, right? Stood tall, and forced a long field goal. And that's so it. We that team special. What's that, Amelia? I was just saying, and that's it. We gave them seven seven points with the special teams because no one wanted to stay in their lanes when they were covering a punt. I mean, it's yeah. it happens, but it's it's not anything that Rich Bisaccia, you know, assistant head coach, wants to happen. If our special teams are supposed to be that elite, you know, yeah. No doubt. Zane Strong in the chat said, hit that like button, PTA Posse. Yeah, we would appreciate that. I don't promote that stuff much. I don't say, hey, man, hit like, subscribe. But if you guys could, that helps to stream out a lot. I've had a lot of people say, hey, had this randomly pop up on my feed. And it's typically those videos that got a lot of likes because it's thrown into the algorithm a little bit more so other Packer fans can find this stream. But which things are cooking. It's absolutely awesome seeing everybody jump in. We got a ton of new PTA Posse members. But uh, Emilio, you got anything else before we let you go, man? Uh, no, I think that's it. Um, make and when sure. was your birthday, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is my birthday. Yep, 924 95. Hey, yeah. happy birthday, Emilio. It doesn't get any I'm not 40 yet. I'm not 40 yet. But <laughs> not a man. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, uh, no they, they, they were feeding them to me, so I'm, I'm glad. I'm a man! I'm 40! <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm getting there. You're getting there, man. Hey, no, stay young, dude. What was it like, a, a Billy Madison? Stay young. Stay yeah. Stay here forever. Don't ever grow up. Don't ever grow up. Oh, look, Bill, Billy pees his pants, too. <laughs> man, yo, we appreciate you, buddy. Happy birthday. That's got to be an awesome birthday, getting the dove like that. Oh, yeah. behind it was looking, man, man, it was looking rough, 17 nothing. <laughs> As everyone else is cashing out and going home, I was like, man, I, I don't have it at home. I might as well just sit through it, and yeah. glad we did. I love it, dude. Willing to go down with the ship, man. That's what it's yeah, all about. have to. <laughs> Appreciate you, buddy. You have a good night. Happy birthday, man. Thanks, fellas. You too. Appreciate right. it. Go Pack. Take care, pal. That was Emilio in Tennessee. Clayton, did I tell you that uh, Justin, <laughs> Justin all but – basically bought us the tickets to go to this game and and we all kind of said no nah, man we're good we don't want to go <laughs> at halftime justin starts in our group chat being like oh my god i can't believe that we almost paid money to go see this and then i haven't talked to him since the end of the game so i'm wondering now <laughs> he was like he was all about it man he wanted us all he wanted even paul to go the viking fan and he was gonna so uh. yeah carly ray said i'm kind of salty i didn't start dobbs in my fantasy league hey i did that would be my luck. That's that's exactly how it goes right there. Um, let's see what else we got here in the uh, chat. Well, let's do this. Well, here's a good one. Um, Mike Habring, Joe Barry's defense stayed tough, held the Saints to 10 points on offense, one-third downs. Uh, Saints go four for 14 on third downs, only 252 total yards allowed. And, uh, yeah, they uh, – they really, they really stepped up big, and, and you, you got to do. You, we all have to put it into context that hey, look, we know Derek Carr went out, you know, in that game. James, uh, James Will, uh, what's his name? James Winston. Winston. I don't know why I want to say Williams. I almost said Jameson too. But what we were talking about? Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, throwing that that one back shoulder throw, kind of picking on Valentine there. Which if that had been Carrington Valentine, I think he might have had a pick or two in this game. I wish he'd stayed healthy, but. Uh, it's it's obvious now. Like we said, we're learning how to read between the lines, Tim. We uh, we talked about how okay, Valentine was elevated. That gave us a tip that Jair was probably going to be inactive. We talked about that yesterday. And um, man, Joe Barry, give him props, dude. Rashawn Gary's got to have player of the game for me. It's between I can't give it to Love because fifty percent completion percentage. He struggled most of the game. He he definitely would get the Dog of the Week award. But as far as the guy who had the most say in this game and and getting the victory. I would have to give it to Rashawn Gary, man. He just stayed relentless all day long. Let's go to the phones. We got Andy still stuck in Kansas. Andy, how you doing, bub? Very good. I'll be heading up north this week, so I won't be stuck in Kansas come tomorrow morning. Nice. So looking forward to that. Uh, just the uphill battle. Just kind of can't say enough about trying to get you know trying to get along with not having your weapons a second game in a row. Um, they create you know, a game plan. Does it work out perfectly? Well, no, because you're missing all these major pieces. Um, there's a point where injuries are reasons, not excuses. And I wish people would have a little bit more, I don't know, patience isn't the word, but just understanding that an injury to this player, an injury to that player are not don't have the same impact. There's no way that we can predict what this game or last game would have been with the pieces that we were missing. These two, These last two games could be, I mean, double digit wins right and it would it would lean that way more than uh you know uh loss today or a worse loss last week i think 
I don't know how you could argue that that we wouldn't be looking uh, really, really good if we have all of our pieces. Every team can say that kind of thing, but I'm not concerned about every team. I'm concerned about our team. Trying to find out what our young players are like when we don't have a lot of our veterans there, it's such a muddled you know, vision of, of, of what we really are. If we can escape two out of three games with, with wins, I don't see how we can't just be happy looking at what it is and saying, a win is a win, and let, let's keep going. We're coming right back Thursday this week. I, I'm About halfway through the game, I thought, oh, I wonder if that's why a lot of guys didn't go today so that they're ready Thursday. If that's the case, I really like that strategy because this Thursday's divisional game is worth more than today's game in the long run. So, you know, hats off to coaches and, and, and the staff to say, all right, we have to figure out what we're going to do with two games coming in five days. And if that was the reason that they chose to sit a bunch of those guys, that's a bigger concern than what we, you know, fans have just looking at what's in front of us. So I'm thinking about that too, as we celebrate. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That was a big win. It was a big win. Um, and you, you got to give credit in that second half that they, you know, there was times I didn't agree with them throwing so much, right? I think they went three and out that first drive in the third quarter. And if I remember correctly, I, I had to look at my notes here. What yeah, I was, it was, let's see, it was, uh, it was close to a three and out, I believe. Um, horrible fourth down throw there to Taylor. That was a little bit later. Which that right there, they they were saying that was a miscommunication. I don't. I, it, I mean, it was definitely a miscommunication. But they were they were putting it all on Taylor. Taylor's got to run a hitch there. He's got to run a hitch there. And I'm going if he runs a hitch there, the DB breaks it up. I don't know if you guys noticed that or not, but like. That that was supposed to be a smoke screen in my eyes. There was something there was something built into the play that hey, if they're playing off, let's run a smoke and, and Jordan throws it kind of in between where a hitch would be and where the smoke route would be. Um, and you know again miscommunication, but uh, yeah, if that's Aaron Jones too, it probably doesn't happen, right? Probably doesn't happen. But no, I agree with that. I I, I think and I I haven't looked at it either. What I saw was Dobbs went inside and one of the coverage guys went, went with him and Taylor had about three or four yards. It looked like clear sailing in front of him. And I think Jordan just said, Hey, why are we just converting this fourth down? Why don't we just go for the whole thing? And they were at a situation in the game where going for the whole thing, if it's right there, he should, he should do it. I just think the communication was, was not the, the immediate communication. Yeah. You know, did Taylor run to a first down area? Well, yeah. Is that a good idea? Sure, but it's not a great idea. Great idea is just to score the thing and start putting this thing away. So seven points or at least seven, you know, around seven points, you know, right right there. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, they I got themselves into position to be really good. I'll have to, I'll have to go back and look at it because I didn't see it like that at all. I thought there was a defender right there that was just going to make the tackle. There might have one if been one. If there was one, he was out of the out of the view of the screen right. when they showed when they showed the replay. What's with the poor replays? I don't want to jump on. I don't want, they I don't they were replaying Derek Carr walking back to the, you know, to the to the tunnel instead of showing things like there was a penalty. Yeah. Where was the penalty? They it's had an 11 yard Sean Nixon run that they never did one single replay on and I'm like, totally "Why?" Is. Oh, he got geared for the casuals. That's all it is. Everything's geared for the casual. Like it, it, it's, it's like, and, and, and these announcers, these color commentary, like they all, it's like, I know it's not what they're thinking because some of them are former players. This is production crews that are saying, Hey, look, we got to create a story here. There's got to be a story we got to tell during. No, shut up. Call the game, show the game, show us the details of the game, get out of the way. It's, and it's the thing I hate about sports media is like, 
They think they're bigger than the game. We're not tuning in to hear how smart you are. We're not tuning in to hear how cool you are. Like, it, show the game, tell us what happens in the game, and get out of the way. That's what made – and people still can't figure it out. It blows my mind. That's what made Pat Summerall the voice mm -hmm. of the NFL. Pat Summerall would literally go, first and ten, love back. The crowd would go nuts, and he'd go, first down completion, Jordan Love with the strike. And it's like we're watching the game. You know what I'm saying? They're not going – I'll tell you what, I was talking to Jordan earlier this week, and he was telling <laughs> me he had a hangnail last week, and, and we're going to see if this guy can overcome it. It's like, shut up. Nobody cares that you got to hang out with the coaches and the players. I don't mean to be yeah. like that. That drives me insane. The game is good enough without you pretending to be so smart. Ah, anyway, commentary. Andy, that, that's your fault too, Andy. Oh. No, commentary should be complimentary. Yes, yeah. right? exactly. So if you just keep up those two words there, right? If it's narrative, go write a book. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So but true. seeing that you can't string two, you know, no, a normal words together when you speak, I don't even want to see your writing style. Maybe you, you should just become a graffiti me, artist yeah. or something. I don't know. Move to Chicago. Uh, <laughs> move to Chicago. Holy! <laughs> so, take two weeks off and quit. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's what we were looking for right there. I, you think God never farted? Go ahead. Andy, what were you saying? <laughs> this is it. I had a good time today. I'm in the middle of packing up and mowing the lawn. I'll try not to do this at the same time. And uh, I'll be I'll be talking to you guys after the game. Uh, looking forward to it. I'll I won't be at the game, but I'll be yelling loud enough that hopefully they can hear me in the stadium. Love it, dude. Love it. We, See listen, you guys. Safe, safe travels, man. Appreciate you. Yep. Andy. Thanks. Still stuck in Kansas. We got a super chat here from Andy A. Pack says, "How about that team zero quit?" A big, big team win. I can't wait to see the locker room videos, to be honest with you, man. That's going to be freaking yeah, epic. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move along. Jacob, um, give us something else you learned during the game, maybe something that uh, that stood out to you. Anything come to mind? Yeah, just real quick because I had to look. Mike Hebring, I couldn't believe it. The Dolphins put up 70 points today and had 726 yards of offense. Just absolute you talk about a boat, right? I mean, anybody you played in fantasy that had any other players today, you're, you're losing. So that's, <laughs> that's fun. Um, no, but we talked about it just in, in, real briefly. Randomly, we threw in a K, uh, Keyshawn Nixon offensive play. I did not get to see it because it's when I looked up, uh, I had just been, you know, taking a bite out of my whatever the heck I was eating at the time. And I looked up and I'm like, we're going to intercept here? And they're like, no, Keyshawn Nixon's on offense. And I was like, oh, well, surely they're going to replay it because that never happens. It's never once happened. And we've been talking about this as a possibility for the last two years. And then, nope, they just talked like you said. Oh, just talking about, I don't know, whatever. The Jonathan Vilma was talking some stupid crap. And then so we didn't we didn't get a chance to replay it. So I'm going to specifically want to see that, what formation they were in, what that led to. Um, and then I, I'm just more excited about Kenny Clark had that um, that sack. I just thought the defense in general, you know, it looked worse. I thought than than people really were starting to freak out. Um, and it's just because of that. I hate saying bend but don't break, but it's we we were we were in there. I mean, we were we were poised in positions that we needed to be. I think the defense had a decent pass rush. I'm anxious to see the PFF grades because I don't really quite know. I'm really kind of nervous about having Devondre Campbell out now in addition to if something's really wrong with Valentine, because we've already went through a lot of injuries for what I thought was a pretty injury-free preseason. We just all of a sudden kind of got peppered in with some really major ones. So I'm, yeah. I don't I, like uh, Andy talked about, I really do hope that this, this is us just being <laughs> just <laughs> us being very precautious. Um, 
my conspiracy theory still is kind of holding true because if you think, well, no. oh my god, <laughs> it is. <laughs> hey, what's funny is split screen gaming. Uh, you know, here in the chat, he says, "Where's Jacob's conspiracy?" Ha ha. He actually sent me an updated video of the the intro for Jacob's conspiracy corner. So we need to play that sometime. Today's yeah. not the day. We'll do it for another show. But he did a good job with it, man. He actually. He tied in the whole – remember earlier in the year, it was, I think, in the preseason when uh, T.J. Slayton did the Grave Digger and he looked back. He, he literally played him looking back, and then it showed the clip of Bigfoot looking back. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, did you see he did the Grave Digger on the first play today? Did he did it today? Yes. Oh, God, <laughs> I'm talking – the fir- we first of all, that game started – it was like my dream. Like I always tell you, we defer – you get you get the ball. You come out. We three and out you right out of the gate, yeah. and put our offense on the field and get the ball in the second half. Well, on that first, I believe it was the first snap on defense, first snap of the game. He uh, they tried to run and he blew up the run and he got up and he did the grave digger right off right out of the gate first play. That's freaking awesome. I'm gonna try to share the screen here because you, it's rare that Rashawn Gary goes to the podium. But we got a little Sean Gary, so let's see if we can hear it. Everybody, crank, crank your volume up because I can't take it any. I can't crank it up anymore. Um, let's see if we can hear him here. You guys can see this, right? Yep. All right, let's see what we got here, gang. Uh, to be honest with you, I got to go back, watch the tape. Um, off the top of my head, there's a couple of rushes I would, I wish I would have had back. Maybe I could have been um, an impact, but in terms of an overall group, I got to go back, study the film, and get to it. Sean, how's it, how's it feel? The most important thing, man, is being an impact to this team. And I'm happy I was able to do that. Tonight. Let's go. What do you think it does for uh, for your quarterback to so early in this time as a starter to, to lead a big comeback like this? That's just who Jay Love is, man. Um, I've been seeing him since year one. His confidence has been building and building. And y'all know he was behind Aaron, you know, a Hall of Famer. So just having, you know, seeing some of his mannerisms and seeing, you know, when the game is like that, how he's keeping everybody up, how he's keeping everybody, you know, locked in and focusing, making sure we're on our keys, man. He's a true leader, and I'm just happy that, you know, he was able to get us this win and just his progression. Sean, I'm not sure you'd call him an emotional player, but he was pretty emotional after the, scoring the touchdown. Did you, were you surprised to see any of that with him? No, not at all, man. He's our leader as a team, and he's emotional every day. Just y'all don't get to see it. You know, he's very passionate, and he loves seeing his teammates do good, especially execute in the right way. And that's something that he stressed to the offense, defense, and special teams. Rashawn, how important was it for your defense to get this win, even without Jair Alexander out on the field? Um, it was important. Um, you know, having guys out like Jai, that's a you know major impact. You know, to this defense that helped us tremendously. You know, having a guy like that out, um, we have no choice but to step up, and that's what everybody did. Um, one thing about this group is we understand the standard. We understand what it's like to play at a high level. We just got to be consistent, and today is just a stepping stone to being consistent. What do you think a win like this does for your entire team moving forward? Um, make us two and one, and on to next week, short week. Yeah. Still an early season. Sean, what are you guys thinking when you, you walk off the field and they're going out there to kick the field goal dispute? What's kind of in your mind at that point? Um, with the tie of the game or to win it, I'm talking about out there. Uh, just, you know, playoff position, man. If we're able to, you know, block the punt, man, that's, that's really it, man. Uh, make it uncomfortable, make it the hard kick as we can make it. What was the uh, locker room like afterward? 
Um, everybody, of course, you know, after going to war like that for 60 minutes and coming out on top, you know, everybody's in a good mood. But one thing I could say, like, we're already focused on next week. So, you know, we probably going to enjoy this one for like an hour and already to next week, short week. Seriously, I thought you guys pulled out here and gave yourself an hour to, to enjoy it. Oh, yeah, we already, we already locked in, talked as a team, and we got an hour to enjoy, short week, trying to get to it. Yeah. All right, so we got kind of the, the gist there, man. I love that guy, dude. Give him, Gary. Give him the freaking bag. Give him the bag already. My goodness. Hey, man, oh. Jordan, let's just do it right now. Let's just do it tomorrow. <laughs> Sell some stock. I'll buy another piece of stock. Do it now. <laughs> do it now. I love it, man. What do you think about that, Tim? It's a, that's oh, a it fires me up, man. It fires me up. You're right. We get a special treat once in a while with uh, Rashawn at the at the podium. Um, he – Oh my gosh! Oh, what do you so see cool. this? What do you see this? Look at this, boys! Y'all ready? This it, Green Bay. The the Packers tweeted this out and just put mood. Look, let's go, dude! <laughs> flexing on them. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Love it. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Tim. Oh Rashawn my Gary. goodness! Just this is like I said, man. This is this team just came together. We just we just witnessed it. We just. Saw this team galvanized together. Um, adversity is an understatement. I mean, you're down 17 points. You know, you, you're down multiple. We haven't, first of all, we haven't seen this team at a full strength yet this year. Yet. And yeah. so going into this game, going into this game, they're not full strength. Then as the game progresses, you know, it, it's looking really, really bad. And we have guys that are going down. And this team did not blink. And we, we could see it happen there kind of middle, late third quarter. You started to see, you started to see little changes and, you know, this team refused to lose at home and it makes me so proud. I talked about this all week. I talked about this all preseason divisional games are obviously important, but so is winning at home. Uh, And I I wanted to see a home victory, especially in J loves, you know, first, first year as the new starter, man. Like, could you ask for a better outcome to such a a crummy start to a game? I mean, (laughs) incredible. Absolutely awesome. I'm telling you, it was September 24th, 1992, all over again. I'm not saying Love's going to be a Hall of Famer, but that's that was to kind of come behind, come from behind victory. You know, uh, Brett Favre played absolutely cheeks that entire game, right? Fumbled throwing the ball all over the place, running all over the joint, had no idea what was going on with the offense. And in the fourth quarter, just put together two drives and won the freaking game. But here's uh, here's rookie defensive lineman Kobe Wooden after the game real quick as he's walking off the Lambo. Yeah, Jay Love, let's get it. Hey, first win in Lambo. Hey, first of me to come. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a joker, didn't he? <laughs> that little laugh at the end, man. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Jacob, what else you got, brother? Uh, I was looking. Can you fact check the uh, fact check this? The Badger Trio says that where was it this year? It says Jordan Love just had the biggest fourth quarter comeback in franchise history. Is that true? Did we just watch that? I have no way of knowing how to fact check that. To be honest, yeah. can, uh, Cliff Crystal online too, please. Yeah, yeah, I got right here. Let me call him. We're we're good buddies. I wish. Man. Yeah, I mean, if that's true, that's that's amazing. And I guess it kind of makes sense because was that a was that an eighteen or seventeen point? back just in the fourth i believe yeah. yeah yeah i mean that's that's more than encouraging i can't say i mean like tim talked about the beginning of that game like the actual very start 
uh, winning the kick, going three and out. I'm like, okay, here we go. And then after that, it just, it really looked, and I, I don't know why, but I had this weird calm. I just ordered some more food, sat there, just kind of <laughs> took it in stride. I never eat like a lot when I'm watching a game because I get so nervous. My nerves start going. I don't know why. I just thought in my head, I just kind of said, well, if we're going to have a decent game and, and if we don't come out with a win, then at least we're going into a divisional matchup next week where we're going to have more of our starters. Then all of a sudden, like I said, man, it just, once that tide turned and once that momentum shift kind of came through, it was like, okay, we got this. And it's like, we've talked about how young this team is. It's almost like they don't know enough to be depressed or to be discouraged or to have anything. They've got this college football mentality, whereas it's like, give me the ball. We, if we get the ball last, we can do something with it. And it's almost like we see that on both sides of the ball, which is we haven't had that in a long time. We haven't had that kind of like, I'm not going to say anything bad about, about Rogers or the Packers teams of old, but there was this kind of, we've all seen it. If we, if things went South in the first two or three drives, you could basically watch the body moment, the body posture, the, the physical, you know, the way that the eye rolls, the breathing under your breath, the kind of sort of snapping at each other. Whereas this team seems like they just get more aggressive. They get more dialed in. They get more excited to go back out there and, and maybe prove them wrong. So I'm, I'm excited. They pick each other up. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yep. yep. Definitely. Let's go. Uh, we had the coach at the podium. Let's see what Coach LaFour had to say here real quick, fellas. As he All leaves right. the podium. Matt. See you later, Matt. See you, Matt. Overcame him. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Uh, there's no way to rewind it yet. Sorry, fellas. <laughs> there it is. He said you Thank guys. You. Thank you very much. Yeah. Do you know why they call me prison, Matt? Overcame him. Thanks, guys. Have a great <laughs> night. That's it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we can't do anything about it. All right. We'll come back to it. Um, let's see here in the chat. Biggest comeback um, since, uh, let's see, right here, split screen game. I believe the last time we came back this much was the Khalil Mack game. My knee. Let's see here. We got, I think we have that actually. My knee. Um, uh, What did did we call it, Jacob? Isn't that the, uh, what do you call it? The perk game. It's the perk game. (laughs) Perk game. (laughs) Perk game. I don't know if it gets monetized for that. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, we probably will of all things, right? You know, pharma, pharma got to get there uh, every dime. You know how that. He said Murph said that it is the first. Is it, it ties for the first with the, with the Bears and Rogers? I can't remember. I can't. Yeah. So that's, we'll that's just call game. it. We'll just call it the my knee game for, for future reference. Just to <laughs> we all know what it's really called, though. Love it. All right, man. That says uh, Barstool Sports has an article about it already, so they get that queued up. Here we go. Good deal, man. All right, cool. We'll make sure we check that out and go support those guys. Um, All right, let's look at the stats. I'm going to do one quick run through the stats. We'll go back and see if anybody else is at the podium after that, and then we'll uh, get ready to wrap this big bear up. So on the offensive side of the ball, Jordan Love, 22 of 44 for 259 yards, one touchdown, one pick, um, had a rating of 66.4, okay? Um, let's see, uh, rushing Jordan love led the, led the team with nine carries, 39 yards, 4.3, a pop, one touchdown. His longest run was 24 yards. You guys seen him tiptoe up the sideline. Great boundary awareness there. Um, AJ Dillon, 11 carries for 33 yards, only three yards a pop. Again, I don't like him trying to use him laterally. You had one rush by Keyshawn Nixon for 11 yards to play work, but I'm going to be honest when they did it, I went, why are we being cute? Why are we doing this? But, again, 11 yards, hard to argue with it. Um, Receiving-wise, Romeo Dobbs uh, led the team with 73 yards on five catches, had a touchdown catch as well, had 12 targets, though. So um, was targeted 
almost twice as much as Jaden Reed. Um, Jaden Reed was targeted seven times, had three catches for 63 yards, averaged 21 yards a catch, Jaden Reed did. Uh, Luke Musgrave, this is the one I'm most excited about, to be honest with you. Eight targets, six catches, 49 yards, eight yards a catch. Dontavian Wicks, six targets, four uh, four receptions for 45 yards, 11.3 yards per catch. Then, of course, Patrick Taylor, a pleasant surprise there, other than the miscommunication on fourth down, had three catches for 23 yards. So, uh, just a free ad for somebody there. You know how it is. Um, so anyway, back to the stats. Um, we had, uh, let's see, like I said, Patrick Taylor, three catches for 23 yards on defense. Rudy Ford led the way seven tackles, um, two passes defended. One could have been a pick. I think Rudy had a pretty decent game. Um, I think you'll see that with PFF. Probably probably be somewhere in the high 60s, low 70s would be my guess. Darnell Savage, seven tackles. Had a great open field tackle there late in the game. Quay yeah. Walker, seven tackles. Uh, Isaiah McDuffie, six tackles. For, for those of you who don't know, uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, Devondre Campbell left with an ankle injury, so Isaiah McDuffie plugged in for him. Corey Ballantyne, who was elevated last night or early to, earlier today, I can't remember, um, he uh, came in in place of Carrington Ballantyne, who was playing in place of Jair Alexander. But Carrington Ballantyne had uh, four tackles and one pass defended. Uh, Kenny Clark had himself a day, I think, four tackles. Uh, three of them were solo, one tackle for a loss, and he also had a quarterback – or I'm sorry, uh, actually had a sack and a quarterback hit, um, which was a, a phenomenal day there for him. Kingsley and Igbare, uh, another quarterback hit. I'll tell you, he had a tackle for a loss too. He was in the backfield quite a bit, bit today. We, we did shut their run down. Um, that was exciting to see. Taysom Hill didn't look like he was interested in running anymore there late in the fourth because they were – I'm telling you, they were smacking that dude around every yeah. time he, uh, he kept it. But, again, Rashawn Gary, defensive player of the day, probably the MVP of the entire game with four quarterback hits, three of which were sacks, also had three tackles for a loss, uh, three tackles there for him. So pretty good day all the way around. I want to point this out too, Tim. Uh, Andres Carlson, one for one on field goals, right? And then, of course, uh, hit the extra point as well. Is Is our guy still perfect on the year? Am I thinking right? Yep. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he, he sure is and and again out there right <laughs> he's, he's perfect i i love he, he's got an interesting approach because he even on kickoffs it doesn't look like he's real aggressive as he addresses the ball and approaches but that that swing and that kick is he's got leg behind it and even on the extra point you know that 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 single point we needed to win this game it was probably three centimeters from being blocked or tipped at the line Somebody got a hand up there. And again, when you have a kicker that's got a strong leg and can get that extra half an inch of elevation underneath the kick, even on something as quote unquote routine as an extra point, it's it's a good asset to have. So um, I'm happy that we we uh, calm down a little bit and let, let's uh, see how he continues to build, you know? Yeah, no doubt. Emilio had a great question here in the chat. He said, what are we going to do about Patrick Taylor? He used up his three come-ups. So they've called him up three times from the practice squad already. So if you send him back down, he has to be cut outright to the best of my knowledge. Okay. So with that being said, I think you leave him on the active roster, and I think you send uh, Emmanuel Wilson down. Um, obviously, you're planning on Aaron Jones being healthy now. Um, there may be, you know, at times there's a little bit of flexibility there with the total roster that you carry four running backs, but – I, I don't know how, but you get, how you guys feel, Jacob. I'll ask you first, man. I, I don't like the idea of cutting Patrick Taylor. I think he played really well today. 
Yeah, um, I agree. And I didn't think that I'd say that going into the year, but we, we've seen just how important that little extra bit of pass protection too, which we don't necessarily think about that. We always think about what can he do, but even um, in the skill set wise, remember he caught that ball and he did a little stop step, let the defender rush past him. And then he went up field for another four or five yards. So the guy actually showed that he can make and, and make a play with the ball in his hand. And obviously he would have liked to have that. Um, what I thought, like Tim said, was probably a walk-in touchdown or maybe Andy said that, but um, I, I would like to see that too. Let's play chess, not checkers. It's smarter to, to, you know, everybody likes to see Wilson. He's a UDFA rookie. We've got a little more time to develop him. Let's start playing, um, playing the better guy. And I think that Patrick Taylor showed that he is, I believe, the better guy for sure. Um, and then one other thing real quick. She said Murph brought it up. How did we let that touchdown to Jimmy Graham? Talk about putting a finger in your eye, man. That was that was rough. <laughs> made me more mad. That, uh, and Rasul was, was draped over him, too. So him. He, you know, it was decent coverage, but uh, – that's what Jimmy Graham does, man. He's, he's what, you know, in the late 2000s, or I'm sorry, late, the early 2010s, I should say, something that kind of took the league by storm was what they called that bully slot, which is a bigger receiver, whether it's a tight end or a larger wide receiver, they like to put them in the slot, kind of bully those nickelbacks around. And that's what you've seen there in the red zone. But uh, how'd that make you feel, Tim? Did you miss old Jimmy Graham when he uh, tried to do the Lambo leap there? <laughs> no, and, uh, and and kudos on buying beers for all those fans that shoved them back into the field. That that, that was great. I, I want to identify them and buy them daddy sodas immediately. <laughs> if, if they're of age, of course. Um, <laughs> of course. Then, no. Yeah, and then we, we had the great Fox analysis of uh, former Packer Jimmy Graham, as if any of us really, really want to remember those days too much. I, I think most people – would agree that you would associate Jimmy Graham with the saints, yeah. you know, regardless of the fact that he came back this year or whatever, like that, you know, saints are, or a Seahawk, maybe, I don't know if Packers is the first thing we think of from that glorious season that we had with him, but uh, <laughs> I don't know, man, I'm, I'm just excited for this team. I agree with you guys on the um, Emmanuel Wilson and Patrick Taylor. I, I do like Emmanuel Wilson, but I think because of how the roster rules are set and how, how the situation we're in, I think that's the no brainer decision. Uh, Emmanuel Wilson to me looks more like, um, I don't want to say pure running back, but he's, he's more of a, he's not going to give you that, that pass pro that you're going to get with Taylor. And he's not going to give you that versatility you're going to get as a pass catcher either. Uh, but I do like Wilson. He had a couple of nice runs today. And I do, I do think that, you know, I I've always said with him, I feel like we need to, like, if you're thinking of pulling him out, keep him out there one more snap, give him one more rep or go to him one more time. And let's just see what we get. Because I feel like just when he gets his legs under him and gets going for us and gets some momentum, we tend to get away from him and we're seeing too much personnel swapping. I know it's running back by committee when there's no Aaron Jones, because we know, you know, AJ Dillon, you know, combined with this run blocking that we have is it's not going to, we can't lean on that. So we have to lean on Taylor. We have to lean on Wilson, but um, I think going forward, Taylor's going to be the, uh, the right choice there. No doubt. My goodness, boys. Uh, Y'all may have mentioned it earlier. I don't know, but the dolphins beat the Broncos 70 to 20. Yeah, dude, watch (laughs) out, watch out AFC Miami's for real. They're for real this year. No doubt. Um, let's go to the podium. We had Jordan Love there a few minutes ago. Let's just get a couple minutes of Jordan Love. You good with that, Jacob? Of course. Yep. All right, here we go. Great. That's all I can say. Feels great. Jordan, what are you thinking after 
for that fourth and two pass to PT in the flat falls incomplete or anything, you know, that Here we go. The Here's the Patrick Taylor know, pass. Did all this. What was kind of the boot on the sideline after that one? Yeah, yeah. No, that, that was frustrating. You know, we put a, a great drive together, uh, you know, decided to go for it right there and, um, you know, came up empty handed. Um, so it, it definitely sucked um, going back to the sideline after that one. Um, but to, to your point, nobody batted out, nobody flinched. Um, you know, we knew there was still time. No blame whatsoever. So. Should you have thrown that to him on the spot? Or no blame whatsoever, which tells me it was probably on Patrick Taylor. Now they're asking the follow-up. Now, listen to this. Yeah. Can we get a little more uh, drama? Yeah. yeah. Can we can we try to get you to say something bad about your receivers so we can go write an article and say, what a selfish prick. Here oh. we go. Or should he have kept going on that play? Um, it was just miscommunication between both of us. Um, both so of us. see it on film and see what happened exactly. Gotta love this guy. I mean, y'all were getting into Saints territory pretty much all day and couldn't finish drives. What changed those last three series? <clears throat> yeah, I think we were just <clears throat> going two minute mode, going a little bit faster um, and taking some more shots downfield. And, uh, you know, was, we were getting a lot of man to man coverage, and uh, receivers were just capitalizing on those opportunities right there and making plays for us. Um, so, yeah. Throwing those two catches. You mean to tell me when someone plays man coverage, it makes you want to pass against it? Huh. I thought, I thought yeah. we wanted to run, man. Cover. Like That's every nice. single time he can today, he yeah. was doing better with his cans. He was canning to runs at the right time and canning to the pass at the right time. Yeah, definitely. If I read on the sideline and then Romeo at the end zone, special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I mean, those guys are special. They made some great plays when we needed it most. Um, you know what I mean? And that's a credit to everybody. You know, it wasn't perfect um, a lot of that game, but, you know, guys never flinched, and they showed out and showed up and made plays at the end. How hard was it to come back from 17 down in the fourth quarter? Yeah, I mean, it's very hard. Um, you know, especially you haven't done what you wanted all game, um, especially offensively. Um, you know, we hurt ourselves more than uh, we helped ourselves. And then um, just to be able to stay poised and, and stay confident in what we're doing um, and just have that next play mentality. But uh, it, it's not easy. It's, it's a total team win right there. Everybody's got to, you know, step up, make plays. And we did it on all phases at the end. I love it, dude. I love it. That's a freaking leader. You absorb criticism and redistribute praise. Period. Case closed. Love that guy. Absolutely love him. Um, all right, so we hit on all the stats. Why don't we do this, man? Um, Jacob, say something smart while I key up the wheel. We're going to try to give away this jersey tonight, dude. Say we something smart. Coming? I mean, I guess the only thing that I would think of is uh, we talked about how there was, in my opinion, I have not seen a lot of that Jets motion that I've keep expecting i'm wondering if like how matt lafleur was very kind of kept his his cards close to the chest in the postseason in the preseason i wondered if he's he's kind of holding a lot of that stuff for when watson is back in the lineup we have aaron jones we're going up against a divisional opponent because it seems like we just haven't used a lot of that even though we have still the people in place um the other thing i'll say is that torrey i don't know what i thought about him this game i know he had one crucial catch him and Wicks, I just want them to step up a little bit more, just a little more. They made, they, I think they made pretty good plays for being young receivers, but I need them to play a little, little better. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's do it. Let's throw it on here. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to give this thing away, guys. It's going to happen. Um, we're going to spin it three times, okay? Obviously, the first winner will get the autographed Lucas Van Ness jersey. If they don't claim the prize, the second winner will then get the jersey. If they don't claim the prize, then we'll go to the third. Hopefully we can give this thing away because, uh, again, I called for uh, the previous winner all week long. Hadn't heard from her. So let's uh, let's spin this thing. You ready, Jacob? Let's do it. All right, here we go. 
So at the leaderboard in first place, first opportunity to claim the Lucas Van Ness autographed jersey is big money, big money. Oh, it's so close, AJJ. All right. Write it down. Write it down. All right. Let's spin it again now. Okay. If AJJ doesn't come forward and claim the jersey, the next in line will be. Tom. <laughs> Tom. Tom. Good old Tom. Tom. All right. And then the third one will hey, be. Hey, AJJ's here. He's already here. Is he here? My man, yeah. we shouldn't spin it. We shouldn't even spin it then. Um, all right, cool. Um, Tucker H is like, what the heck, AJJ? Why <laughs> all right, so AJJ is in the house, right? Look at that. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, AJJ, do me a favor, man. Um, shoot me an email, okay? Packers Total Access at gmail.com. All right. And uh, what we'll do is I'll have you just do a couple of quick checks to make sure it's you. I've already got screenshots of everybody's profile pic and all that good stuff. So we'll have a way for, to confirm it. But if you'll shoot me an email real quick, PackersTotalAccess at gmail.com. We'll get your address, all that good stuff, and we'll get that autographed Lucas Van Ness jersey mailed off to you. It's just like the one right here over my shoulder. And, uh, yeah, man, congratulations. Do appreciate you being a YouTube uh, member of the PTA Posse. We appreciate everything you do to support us, just like all the other YouTube members. And for those, everybody else in the in the PTA posse, up next is going to be an autographed John Coon jersey, all right? Um, so we'll be giving that one away. And then next in line, a little later in the season, um, probably a few weeks after that, is going to be Hall of Famer Mr. Paul Horning autographed jersey. So that's going to be a really sweet one there. So, AJJ, thank you so much for supporting, dude. And look at everybody congratulating him in the chat, man. I absolutely love our listeners, dude. You guys are awesome. All right. As we get ready to wrap this big bear up, Tim, any parting thoughts, man? We got a Lions game coming up short week. I think uh, I think it's safe to say that we're going to be as healthy as we've been all year long. Um, I'm eager to see uh, the injuries that we sustained today, you know, obviously to see how serious they were. But uh, um, anything you got to say here before we wrap this, uh, this postgame show up, man? I will be in the building for Thursday night football. Looking forward to this game. Uh, yes, it looks like we might be as close to full strength. We're going to get some big pieces back. I'm excited. I'm with Rashawn Gary. We're on to the next matchup already. We're going to we're going to celebrate and be excited for an hour, and then we go into our prep for a divisional game at home. Uh, one one last thing I wanted to say is throughout this game, what stuck out to me, you kind of touched on this earlier, was. Uh, Rasul Douglas, other than one stupid hold on a on a special teams play, was absolutely consistent all day. Even even when we were playing bad in the first half, Rasul was a tackling machine. He was playing the quarters properly. He was in the right space. Um, we saw Darnell Savage consistently playing up to his name and playing like a savage out there mm-hmm. today, which was was great. Um, and Preston Smith as well seemed to to hold uh, contain and hold the edge well today. Um, so we did see some consistency in there, even during the the tough times, which is what you build on when you're losing a ball game, and that's how you pull out wins like this is uh, build off those small things that you were doing well. So it was good to see that from our uh, our defense today. Absolutely, very well said, Jacob. What do you got, buddy? Parting thoughts here, man. Man. Um... I'm just excited all the way around. Like I said, I did not expect this win and to have it happen the way it did. I think it just builds 
some of that momentum that really isn't quantifiable, like the the bonding they had for them. This is Jordan Love's first game at Lambeau as a starter, first touchdown pass in Lambeau regular season, first rushing touchdown in Lambeau. I think this is now three weeks in a row that the Packers have beat the spread, that people aren't expecting a lot from them, and they're consistently overcoming that adversity. I think that they're they're getting this chip on their shoulder like, hey, we can do this. And even though that obviously one of the wins is against the Bears, they're an NFL team, I really think this is a quality win. You could put an asterisk if you want that we don't have – they didn't have Derek Carr, but last week was a really good, solid you know, loss if that exists. Um, it was a hard-fought game that we probably had no business of even being in. We were. And so I just think that right now – and we're going into a stretch here where yeah, we go Lions, Raiders, bye week. At Broncos versus Vikings. We have a stretch there where we could really start stacking a good solid amount of wins. And, you know, to come, if anybody sat here and told you that after three weeks that we'd be two and one with a chance to go three and one, like Badger Trio saying right down there, I think that I'd be smiling ear to ear, man, because that's basically what we talked about having a 10 win season. And if you guys remember, I was Mr. Uh, banging that drum that 10 wins seems like a little shallow because this team has some potential. We're already on our way to having. We could be 4-0, easily going into four weeks. So right now, I'm, I'm very happy with the 2-1 record. I think that 3-1 and one is very easily attainable. Not easily, but we're, we're going to have to play a good game. But I'm more confident now than I have been all season because I've seen what finally we've put on the field. And, man, it feels good to see these young guys actually performing. Yeah, no doubt, man. They That rebound there in the second half was, was absolutely awesome. Well, what's crazy is we haven't played a complete game yet. We haven't. No, nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. I, I would say we haven't played 80% of a complete game yet, to be honest with you. Yep. Um, they put that together against the Lions. I think it's going to be a good game. And that is that is at Lambeau, right, fella? Check your schedule there, Jacob. Yep. Because we know yeah. Tim's going to be in the house, baby. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, all right, man. Thanks, uh, Larry, in the chat. Says, thanks again, guys, for the show. It's certainly sweeter with the win. Go, Pat. Go, man. You're always so positive and uplifting, Larry. We appreciate you more than you know, buddy. Um Look, this right here puts it into perspective, like you said, Jacob, split-screen game, and one point from being undefeated. Right? That's right. You know, back in the McCarthy days, uh, Emilio just hit the nail on the head, exactly what I was getting ready to say, Emilio. Um, he said uh, three three and one every quarter of the season. McCarthy used to say it all the time. You're trying to – you break the season down into quarters. Obviously, there's an odd quarter now with there being an extra game, but he would say you're looking to go three and one each quarter, right? You look up at the end of the year, and, you know, you're uh, you're – you got a playoff spot locked up, and you're ready to roll. That's the way you treat it. This win is going to prove clutch and when we look back on the season because, you know, how huge is that to lose by a point in Atlanta and then, you know, you come back and you and you, you grab this win. And, and, and kudos to our defense. Again, I'm going to bang the defense drum all day yeah. <laughs> because it was their game. It was their game to go out there and finish when it really boiled down to it today. And uh, it was just great to see them get it done. Yeah, definitely. You uh, you didn't see a whole lot of blown coverages today. Um, they played uh, they played up to their potential. And I think Joe Barry called one heck of a game. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like the Saints are a powerhouse, but you catch those two interceptions last week, we're 3-0 and right now. Um, you got to give Joe Barry credit. You do. And there may be times this year where we can't, right? Maybe more times than not that we can't give credit. But right now, he's calling a heck of a game on defense. And he's mixing in just like he did last year with the cover one man. But, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be an exciting season for sure. All right, guys, we appreciate everybody in the chat. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us. want to give a special shout-out to Mike Hebring. 
uh, Joyce, Garrett Stritzel, uh, Mike Hebering again, and then Andy APAC. Thank you guys so much for the super chat. We appreciate you guys supporting the stream. And uh, again, congratulations to AJJ on winning the uh, the autographed Lucas Van Ness jersey. And we'll, we'll be back tomorrow for Packers Total Access Live. We'll get a, a few. I don't know how much of an injury update we'll have. You know, they're kind of secretive with that stuff. But we'll kind of recap the game. Um, I'll talk to Jacob and Tim offline here and see if we want to do Chalk Talk as the Packers Total Access Live tomorrow night. Um, I may mix it in with an extra episode. But this is going to be a fun Chalk Talk to do. I have a feeling that 90% of the plays we're going to cover is going to be in the fourth quarter. That's uh, It's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be <laughs> Awesome. So, uh, again, thank you to everyone in the chat. For those of you that are listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go pack up. The power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense.